Welcome to Grace Point Church. We're so glad that you allowed us to be a part of your holiday this season. Now, before we begin, I just want to go over a few things. If you need to use the restroom, you can head out through the doors in the back of the auditorium, turn to the left, and follow the signs around the corner. If you are new to our campus, welcome. We're glad that you're here. When we're done with our time together, we invite you to go out into the lobby to the guest services counter, and we have a special Christmas gift just for you. When you came in, you were given two things, a candle and a card. The candle, you'll find out more information in a few minutes. The card, if you flip that over to the back, you can use your phone or follow the web address to find out some really exciting things happening here in 2022. Now, we encourage you to sit back and enjoy the thrill of hope. Just when it seems impossible, the unexpected happens when you least expect it. Once upon a time, on a dark and cold winter's night, I saw a bright star shining from the east, and I followed it. sudden, an angel of the Lord appeared and said, Do not be afraid. I bring good news of great joy for all mankind. Today, a Savior has been born to you, and he is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. 
Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests.
Well, welcome to Christmas at Grace Point Church. Turn to three people that you did not come to come with and say, Merry Christmas. Now turn to the person next to you and say, you are so lucky to be sitting by me. <laughs> Y'all, so lucky. All right. Well, we're going to take a journey tonight, a journey of hope through three different stories. And during this journey of hope, uh, you're going to have, hear some familiar Christmas carols. So we want to encourage you to just join in and sing with our team up here, these Christmas carols that you know. And at the end, we're going to look at how these three stories uh, really kind of line up with the first Christmas story itself. So we want you to enjoy the thrill of hope. Hey, Nancy. Hey, I was just calling about having the girls for Christmas this year. Now, now hear me out. Uh, maybe have them for the night, have a little Christmas morning, drop them back off with you in the afternoon. I mean, what do you say? What do you mean you don't think it would be a good idea? Why not? Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> listen, listen, it, it wasn't an eviction notice, per se. It, I just need to secure work by the end of the month, and everything's going to be fine. I've got a job interview lined up. It's looking really good. I'm really hopeful things are going to work out. I just, I really want to spend Christmas with the girls this year, Nancy. If I get the job. What do you mean if I get the job? Wait, if I get the job, then, then yes, I can have the girls for Christmas? Yes, no, yes. Thank you, Nancy. No, I, I'm going to get the job, so tell the girls that they get Christmas with Dad this year, huh? All right, great, thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Uh-huh, bye. Oh, yes, things are looking up. <laughs> things are looking up. <laughs> oh, my goodness, your man is coming home from deployment in a week. Finally, it's already September and he's been delayed so many times. If he gets delayed again, no, no, don't go there, Claire. He said he was coming home. He's coming home. Oh my goodness, I have so much to prepare. Oh, this is exciting. He will drop dead seeing you in this, Claire. He'll be like, ooh, girl, you look so good. Oh, this old thing. Well, you ain't seen nothing yet, honey. <laughs> oh. To have you back in my arms again. What a day that will be. I just hope I don't have to let you go again so soon. Oh, I can hardly believe it's just one more week. <sighs> Come in, winter storm. Winter storm. Come in. This is Snowmageddon. I repeat, this is Snowmageddon. Operation Snow for Christmas is officially on. Keep your eyes peeled, soldier. We don't want to miss a single snowflake out there. Keep your eyes on the prize, Winter Storm, and don't sympathize with any snow haters out there. Do you copy? Weatherman reports snow at any moment. I'm not freaking out. You're freaking out. <laughs> Keep it together, soldier. This is the year all our igloo making snowball throwing and brain freeze having dreams come true over and out christmas seems to bring an extra amount of hope i hope i get that present i wanted 
I hope they like the gift I gave them. I hope I get to spend time with those I love. The anticipation of hope. It's an incredible feeling. You might even call it contagious. When you're hopeful for something, you want to shout it from the rooftops. It reminds me of that first Christmas long ago when the shepherds shared the hope of Jesus, a message they received from the angels themselves. So, how about you? What are you hopeful for this Christmas? to have a chat with that weatherman. <laughs> Champ Baker of Channel 8. <laughs> Some weatherman. It's almost like old Chet Baker's making it up as he goes. <laughs> now, he says it's not gonna snow until next week. But, it's supposed to be three times as much. Now that something we can get behind. Totally worth the wait. Do you copy Winter Storm? Over and out. Shh. Hmm. I got my eye on you, Chet Baker. <laughs> oh, there's no place like home for... Are you kidding me? I'm walking here. <laughs> well, look at that. Who puts a light pole right where people are walking? I mean, for crying out loud, whoever installed you should definitely be fired. I mean, look at me. I'm a mess. Oh, my interview's in, oh, 30 minutes. Oh, 
All right, breathe. Breathe. It's all good. There's enough time. Go home. Clean up. Call the city. Oh, okay. Okay. It's all good. We're all good. Hello. Matthew, baby, it is so good to hear your voice. I cannot wait to see you, love. You are going to be so surprised when you come home. Oh, Mrs. Thompson, the next-door neighbor, is going to be putting together a little welcome home. Nothing big, just... What's wrong? What do you mean you're going to be delayed again? Three more months? Well, I don't care if they're short men, Matthew. I'm short a man, too, when that's running right up to the holidays. Really? Well, how can you be certain you'll be home for Christmas? You were certain the last time. Let me talk to your CO. <laughs> what good will it do? Put him on and let's find out. Uh, uh, fine. Three more months. No, no, it's fine. I'll be okay. I know you do, honey. I love you too. Okay. Bye. Sometimes waiting for something, it can be hard. Developing patience is the key to maintaining hope, especially when our timeline changes and our hope is delayed. But in the waiting, we can still experience joy if we keep what we hope for in sight.
happens when we begin to lose hope. It's something we've all experienced. Perhaps some of you are experiencing it right now. That feeling of hopelessness, it's awful. But what we do with that feeling of hopelessness, well, that's important. You see, it's our attitudes and perceptions that often begin to shape the outcome on the other side of hopelessness. Oh yeah, today's the day. Bring on hate, Chet Baker. Uh, Scratch that. Bring on the freeze, Chet Baker. Woo-hoo! Oh, come on! Oh, no, no, I'm late. Oh, oh, not this time, pal. Fool me once, huh? You know, if this job interview weren't so important, I would uproot you from the ground myself. <laughs> On my life, I... <laughs> Why is the door locked? Hello? Hello, is anybody in there? No, no. No, not like this, God. Oh, please, you know I needed this. Hey, uh, Nancy. You tell the girls I'm real sorry. Uh, it looks like I won't be able to have them over for Christmas after all. Hello? Mm-hmm, this is she. Oh my goodness, is he okay? What happened? No, 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 there must be some mistake. I, I just talked with him on the... Oh, thank God he's alive. Is he hurt bad? Mm-hmm. Okay. Will he be coming home soon then? You don't know? Okay. Okay, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> oh, baby, please come home to me. Lord, heal him. I've been bringing him home. I don't care how long it takes, Lord, just please, please bring him home. <laughs> When I look to the sky, 
in the dark blue night and i see the stars shining candlelights in the vast universe i know you're right beside me in the merciful calm of a peaceful breeze in the hurricanes of the raging seas in the troubled winds i know your hands will guide me here in this moment from
working all things out for good, but today it's especially hard to see it. Forgive me. Give me hope. Help me experience joy. Merry Christmas, Claire. Listen, I was, I was just, I was late to the interview. I uh, ran into some trouble. Yeah. Mm hmm. Wait, what? You inviting me over for Christmas? No, 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 no. I, uh, <laughs> I, w I would love to. Yeah, you and me, uh, the girls. That sounds, sounds wonderful, Nancy. No, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see you there. Hey, thank you, Nancy, thank you. All right, all right, bye. <laughs> ah, come here, you, you ain't so bad, huh? <laughs> Merry Christmas! Oh, things are looking up. <laughs> things are looking up! Come in, winter storm. This is Snowmageddon. Operation Snow for Christmas is officially over. <sighs> Merry Christmas, Winter Storm. <gasps> Come in, Winter Storm. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? Operation Snow for Christmas is back on. I repeat, Snow for Christmas is back on. Woohoo! I knew you wouldn't let me down, Chip Baker. Woohoo! Mom, Dad, it's snowing! Sometimes hope returns when we least expect it and in ways we don't necessarily expect. Like the opportunity to spend Christmas with a loved one, the return of a family. Snow on Christmas Day. So, how about you? What do you hope for this Christmas? So this is how it feels when standing strong Turns into even holding on The plans you had are shattered on the floor And your fear tells your faith There's no use in praying those prayers anymore when your will is crashing, when your knees hit the ground, when your heart is asking, what do I do now? Just when you think it can't get worse, hold on, that's when no return. Like a news unbreaking through the darkest night, like a whisper 
Tonight in these stories of hope, the journey of hope, we've seen the anticipation of hope, and then we've seen the delay of hope, and even the kind of hope lost, but then hope fulfilled. Well, when we wrote those simple stories about three months ago, we, we patterned uh, the theme, the journey, uh, based upon the very first Christmas story, the, the actual Christmas story. Uh, there was an anticipation of hope that God said, I'm going to send a, a, a Messiah to, to the world. And, and to the nation of Israel, they were told, through you, the Messiah would come. And they, they also forgot that the Messiah was going to be for the whole world, not just them. And so, so there's an anticipation of a Messiah, a Savior to come. And there's all these prophecies, hundreds of prophecies that God told the prophets of God to tell them, to write it down. They were specific some of them were very specific, even where he was to be born in Bethlehem. And through a, a virgin, the child will, you know, will, will give birth. And, and all these specific, hundreds of them. And so there's anticipation, like, is he going to come in our lifetime? Is he going to come through our, our tribe? And then there was hope delayed. A generation came and went. 
Another generation came and went. And even when the nation of Israel was taken off in captivity to Babylon, they still held on to that hope that even, you know, because Isaiah the prophet said that we would come back to the land and maybe when we come back, then the Messiah would come. And over the centuries, their, their understanding of the Messiah began to change and get off course. They thought the Messiah was going to be a political or a military uh, Messiah, going to come and conquer the nations. And they had this hope, and then it was delayed. When they came back from Babylon, over time, then the Persian Empire came and dominated them. And then Alexander the Great came, and the Greek army occupied them. And then hope was lost when Rome showed up. And the iron boot of Rome occupied and put them in bondage. And, and they had to do whatever they were told. And they lost hope completely. Some even said, I don't even think a Messiah will ever come. Hope lost. But then the Bible says in the course of time, as God's time, that an angel came to a young teenage virgin girl. And said, God has chosen you, Mary, to give birth to the Son of God, to the Messiah. And she was a little confused. You would be too. And wait a second, I've never been with a man. I'm a virgin. Exactly. This is a supernatural thing, not a human thing. And you will give birth to a Messiah. You will name him Jesus. You will give him the name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And it was, she was overwhelmed. But then that night, Jesus was born. God sent an angel not to the politicians, not to the Roman rulers, but to the outcast shepherds. And he sent an angel to them and said, for unto you a Savior, a Messiah has been born. In fact, right around the bend there, Bethlehem, in the town of Bethlehem, a Savior has been born. Go see what the Lord has done. And they went and saw the fulfillment of the hope of the Messiah. And they came back and praised God. And there was this hope fulfilled. See, Jesus was the fulfilling of that promise. Now, in the world and culture in which you and I live, the Western culture, we, we think hope is like a wish or a dream or like, oh, man, I hope this lottery ticket wins me money. That's what we think of hope is. And that's not the biblical definition of hope. The biblical hope is this. Hope is based upon a promise of God. That's why we can have hope, because human people, we don't keep our promises, but our God is a promise-giving, promise-keeping God. And that's where the source of our hope is, because it's connected to a promise of God. Now, in the Christmas story, in all the prophecies, in fact, 456 of them, all sorts of details were given except one, when. God has a way of still doing that. <laughs> He promised this thing, but he doesn't tell us when because his time is not human's time. 456 prophecies for the coming Messiah. And theologians have looked at that every which way, and Jesus fulfilled every single one of them. Now, I don't know how good you are at math. I struggled at math. That's why I'm so glad God invented calculators but I'm not good at math, but the mathematical odds of one person fulfilling 456 prophecies that were hundreds and hundreds of years ago, the math adds up to impossible with humans. That's why it was a God thing. And Jesus, the Son of God, left the throne of heaven and came 
not to a palace, but to a stable, almost like a cave. It was placed in a manger. He came so subtly, but it was so incredible that the Son of God would take on human flesh, God in a bod, to identify with us. But his purpose was not to come as a military or a political Messiah. His purpose was to pay for the sin of mankind. And that's, the, that's what Jesus did. He paid a debt he did not owe because he was perfect to, to, to pay a debt we could not pay. He was the perfect sacrifice for the sins of mankind to, to make reconciliation possible between human beings and a an holy God. But the thing about Jesus, not only was he was the fulfillment of a promise and gave hope that hope was fulfilled at his coming. And that's why as a believer, I, I celebrate Christmas beyond the lights and the presents and all that that I'm going to have tonight. It's the promise was fulfilled. But when Jesus was here, he gave promises. And he fulfilled some of them and the rest are still to come. When he was here, he told his, most of them were teenage, older teenage disciples he said this, I'm going to get arrested, and I'm going to be killed. And then three days later, I'll rise again. And he said that several times. He had to say it because teenagers went right past their heads. They didn't get it. They didn't understand it. Maybe they didn't want to think about it. Wait, wait, wait. They had in their mind, no, you're going to take over Rome. No, in three days, I will rise again from the dead. And then they all saw him get arrested, and they ran in fear. And they saw him die. And then three day, days later, they saw him alive. And these scared, paranoid young men instantly became bold, and every single one of them died saying, I saw, and I, I can't help but tell you what I saw and I heard, that Jesus came, he was the son of God, he died and rose again. See, my hope is based upon a promise and a promise fulfilled and an event called the resurrection. And Jesus also said this, he says, I'm going to leave you guys. They were like, what? He said, I'm going to leave you and I'm going to go to my father's house and I'm going to prepare a place for you, talking about heaven, but I'm going to come back and take you to be with me forever. And there's all sorts of other promises that, that Jesus has for us, if you're a follower of Jesus, that he is going to come back. He's going to make all the, wrong, all the wrong right. And he will set up his kingdom. And he will, you know, right, actually come back in a white horse, a conquering king, and set up forever and ever for those who believe in him. And the reason why I have hope is not because of what I feel, not because of some stories, but because God is a promise-giving, promise-keeping God. Now, I have placed my hope. And some of you are like, that's kind of weird, that's kind of weird. Well, all of us place hope in something. I just happen to place my hope in someone. Someone. And I know he's going to keep his promise. Uh, my philosophy is this. is Anybody who predicts their death and resurrection and then it happens, I just believe anything he says. <laughs> I may not understand it all, but I, I just go with whatever he says. And if Jesus says I'm coming back... I'm going to believe them. I don't know what you're putting your hope in. We all put our hope in something or someone. And whatever path you choose, I'll put your hope in, if I just make enough money, well, just live long enough, you realize you never have enough. Or put hope in relationships that you eventually will get hurt. Or put hope in your good health and eventually get old and then everything, parts stop working. 
Every path that you pursue in life and you place your hope in that, if it's not in Jesus Christ, every one of those paths will leave you empty and not fulfilled. I have placed my faith in Jesus Christ many years ago. And my hope in Christ has given me courage. Given me courage to keep walking when it looks dark, when I don't see God and I don't understand. I just keep going. But my hope gives me courage to keep moving forward, to keep going, moving, stepping, leaning forward. My hope, my, my hope has given me courage when, we, when we, our family has faced cancer and death and loss and confusing, confusing situations where I say, God, I don't know what to do. But my hope in Jesus has given me courage. And with that, he's given, my hope has given me peace. The Bible says a peace that passes understanding, meaning my human understanding only goes so far. But when God's with me, I, I have this peace that comes from him that goes beyond my understanding. That only encourages my, uh, encourages my courage. The peace of God. The peace to go through life, the unknown. What have we faced the last two years? The unknown and fear. I haven't freaked out. Because my hope is in Jesus. My hope is in his promise. And he said before he left, I will be with you until the end of the age, until the very end before heaven starts. And I tell you, knowing that Christ is with me every step of the way, even in the darkest days of my life, I'm a blessed man because my hope is found in Christ. So what hope do you have? What hope do you have? There's a great verse um, I love in Romans 15, and Paul writes this. He says, may the God of hope, that's what real hope comes from. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him, in Jesus. So that you will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Tell you, there's, there's a pattern there. Do you want joy and peace? We have to trust in Jesus. And you trust in Jesus, you not only get joy and peace, but you will overflow with hope. Because our hope is in the promise of Jesus Christ. And what he said, not only what he did, but what he said. Have you put your faith there? Now, we're going to open a lot of gifts. Some of you open them tonight and tomorrow. Or some of you, like me, we do both. We open presents tonight and tomorrow. But the most important gift that you will ever open is the gift of salvation that only Jesus provides. And that, get, that gift is gift-wrapped gift by his, what, his sacrifice on the cross for your sin and mine. And it is a gift. You can't earn it. You can't work for it. You can't be good enough. That's why it's called grace. That's what grace is. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. And Jesus has offered you, and some of you have taken it and opened it up and received the forgiveness of sin and hope and peace and then heaven thrown in. But some of you haven't yet. Maybe tonight is your night by faith. You'll take that free gift of salvation that Jesus paid the price of your sin. And by salvation, you just need to say yes, Jesus. By faith, I say yes to Jesus, that you're the son of God. You died on the cross. You rose again for my sin. You can say that right now. You can say that tonight. I challenge you to accept that gift of salvation so that you can experience what it's like to be a child of God and then understand the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Man, accept Christ as your Savior. 
Well, we're going to close our service with what we typically do here with our candlelight and singing. So you can pull your candles out. Kids, you can kind of snap your, your glow with sticks. But, uh, but we're going to sing. We're going to sing a song. And then the second song, we're going to uh, come forward and, and light all the candles. Now, here's a little clue so you don't get burnt, all right? Uh, if your candle is lit, keep it vertical. If your candle is unlit, come horizontal. All right, and then you can do this. So let's stand, get your candles ready, and let's sing some Christmas carols.
of Grace Point Church, we want to say thank you so much for choosing to be with us. We hope that this part uh, of your Christmas would be special and add to it. And if you're in our local area and you don't have a family for a church, we love to invite you to our family here at Grace Point. But on behalf of Grace Point, we want to say this, Merry Christmas. May God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. Thank you.